welcome back to my friend Mario or Mario. How do you explain if you're from if you're, if you're from the Midwest? It's Mario, and if you're from uh, you know the Southwest, it's Mario. <laughs> okay. What what if you spent every day of your life in the Southwest but got shitty grades in Spanish in high school? Oh, well, you're talking to him. Oh, oh, <laughs> Cheech and Chong. Well played, sir. Well, all right. There, it says somewhere in the literature. I think it's talking about the subject of God and it says, uh, you know, we just assume not bring this topic up at all because it's going to lose some folks and piss some others off. But we got to. Well, there's an analog here. I'm going to talk to you today about COVID mm. in recovery. Yeah, man. And by the time we're a paragraph into it, some people have already turned off the episode if they haven't already. Right. Um, but this is experience, strength and hope time. I sound a little funny because I got a mask on. I got a mask on because I was tested positive again uh, eight days ago, something like that. And I have cause to believe I already had it a day or two at that time. Right. And I went on Paxlovid the next day. My experience. This is my second bout of this shit. How many times you had COVID? I've had it three times now. Oh, quit bragging. Yeah, I've had it three times now. And um, and it, it seemed to progressively get worse each time I had it. In duration and severity? In duration and severity, yes, sir. Yep. Not my experience. Here's it's and and you know, it's a funny thing. I know of a eighty-three year old guy who canceled concert dates because he tested positive. He said, I feel fine. The test says I got it. I don't this is eighty-three years old. And couldn't feel a thing. That was my first experience with testing positive is I physically didn't feel anything. Oh, were you just tested as a matter of routine for work or something? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Right. Um, I was tested as a matter of routine for work. Um, you know, and this was here in Santa Fe. I was actually working at Santa Fe Care Center at the time. So they became, it became mandatory to, to get tested every day to go to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, um, and shortly after that, it became mandatory for people who worked in the nursing facilities to get vaccinated. If they wanted to continue to go to work, right. so you know, um, I didn't, I didn't, you know, and never had a problem getting vaccinated. Although when I first tested positive, I didn't have the physical ailments. Um, I, I wasn't really feeling bad. I really took advantage of the two weeks off at that time. And uh, but I remember what really settled in at that first uh, onset of COVID was um, fear, fear like no tomorrow, and that was something again talking about. The conversation of COVID and uh, recovery, that was something that I was not prepared for in my recovery program. You said something. Uh, um, this this uh, recording session today is, is kind of a uh, – it, it came up unexpectedly. Honestly, I wasn't sure if I'd be back in the saddle today or tonight at, at work. Um, I, I isolated for five days, and I'm in about halfway through my masking five days. Yep. That's – I know if you check Dr. Google, you're going to get a million answers, but that's the one I'm going with. And it came from a hospital that, mm. that someone near and dear to me that I look over the breakfast table at uh. works at. And and uh, so, yeah, I'm doing five days of, of isolation, which I had no choice in that. It was knocked me flat on my ass. Right, right. And, and now I feel, I don't know. I feel crummy, but okay, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. I just feel old <laughs> today <laughs> and, and uh, not myself, but but – so um that that was that's been my decision and and uh so we had the opportunity to record a session today and put one in the bank so to speak and you and I were having quite a lively conversation about covid yeah because between us we've had it five times mm -hmm. we, we go to recovery meetings yep it's uh here's here's what happened to me 
and I'll condense this. I had a job uh, doing a soundtrack in a recording studio on March 11th, 2020. And I went into this recording studio and I said hi to the producer and another musician came in behind me and we all shook hands. And one of the three of us said, I think we're supposed to not shake hands. Oh, God, I remember that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was, it was, yeah. So it was still kind of a rumor at that point. This is on the 11th. All right. On the 12th of March, uh, my agent called me and said, did you hear that all production is shut down in Los Angeles? I'm like, what? No. What? She goes, yeah, stand by. Um, but but right now, nobody's working. Yeah. 13th, next day was Friday the 13th. Yeah. So she, I got the call and she said, well, good news is you're getting paid. So, uh, bad news is you're unemployed. Nobody's doing anything. We're, we're done. Uh, the job is over and we don't know when anybody's going back. Gosh, to work. I did not recall that it was Friday the 13th. Sure was. Week. Oh, my goodness. Sure was. So wow. 48 hours before that, we were like, are we supposed to like stand six? What are the rules here? You know, it wasn't that we were anti. It was so new. Nobody knew what the rules were. That's where I feel like for me, that onset of fear just kicked my butt. I man. see. I see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and from a recovery standpoint. It, one thing that happened immediately is I went, man, I think there's such a thing as online meetings, 12-step meetings you can go to without having to be in the room. Let me let me look those up. I didn't know the word Zoom. Um, and so within, I don't know, a day or two, there are 10 billion Zoom meetings uh, available. And so it stands and it's not going anywhere. Zoom is here to stay. I happen to be a fan. I like Zoom meetings. And I, I still I've, I've become it. accustomed to them. And, I, and it's because I had to be because I had to be as desperate as a dying can be at that time. <laughs> And, and and I just plain like them. Yeah. I, I, I I guess I didn't like them as much the first week or something. But it's been years now. I'm used to it, and I like them. The Friendship Club, which is the uh, the home of this podcast, uh, shut its doors. I mean, remember, Ooh. it's easy to forget. We were getting groceries delivered and leaving them in the in the cold garage for a couple of days. We were spraying doorknobs. I didn't see a soul. Right, right. I, you know, I got a wife and kid. We didn't see anybody. Our kid was was in first grade at the time and did uh, homeschooling on a computer. That Ooh. is not what first graders were born I, I, to do. I, I, I quickly discovered what a Zoom bomber was. Oh! Oh boy, yes. In my kids' elementary class in the morning. Really? No. Yeah, that was something else. But No, yeah. I invited a friend to give a talk for a for a 12-step meeting on Zoom, and we, we get the liveliest uh, intrusion I'd ever seen. <laughs> Depending on your sense of humor, it was great or beyond horrible. Um, Same. So the Friendship Club closed its doors for 14 months. Hmm. And when it was uh, – when it was – Decided that it was time to, you know, based on the ongoing changing of federal guidelines and whatnot, uh, uh, we put tape marks down in the meeting rooms to make sure the chairs stayed six feet apart. We required masks. Mm -hmm. We let there was a hand sanitizer, you know, jugs by the hundred sprinkled around the building and it limped back into existence. Now, here we are. I'm going to go ahead and date this. Podcast. I often do not, but uh, you know we're here in in uh, February of 2024, mm -hmm. and uh, this little community center that we're in has about 50 recovery meetings a week in person. Yeah, it's awesome. And we've got a Zoom meeting that's good for a few hundred attendees every day. It's taken off worldwide. That's pretty amazing. And we even have a few uh, hybrid meetings coming out of the club too, which is really awesome. And and uh, <clears throat> you know what? I did a meeting. I gave a talk. Uh, a couple of days ago by invitation to a meeting in the Faroe Islands. 
Da dee da 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 dee da. Where are the Faroe Islands there, huh. Mario? That's a good question. <laughs> it's way north of Scotland and way southwest of oh shit, Iceland or Greenland. It's way up there. Way oh, up there. Darned. Wow, I've never heard of that. 18 islands sprinkled around with 50,000 people on them. And you got a hit on the podcast out there. Yeah. No, it was, this was a, a, a talk. I was giving a talk for a, for a 12-step meeting. Oh, wow. I was an invited oh, on the speaker. Zoom meeting. Yep. Okay. Okay. Isn't that cool? Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I remember one time uh, I, I was invited to give a talk on a 12-step on a meeting on a Zoom. Mm -hmm. And I said, where is it out of? You know, this is, this is all kind of. <laughs> ontological questions anyhow where's a where's a zoom meeting out of i don't know and they said oh it's actually panama city and i said well it's cool been to florida i kind of like it i went on there it's panama panama yeah I'm wow. like, oh well me me espanol es muy malo <laughs> <laughs> all right so we limped back into existence um and i have had Half a dozen vaccines. Uh, when when the vaccine first came into existence, some people may remember it was during a, a, a snowstorm that that like tore up the center of the United States. Trucks were, you know, pulled over and stuff. It was one of those one of those really really gnarly nationwide blizzards. Oh, I remember that. Yes. So I drove from Santa Fe to somewhere in Texas. I don't remember where. Yeah, we were driving from Missouri, getting our son back from I think, uh, visiting I think was, his grandmother. I think it was Amarillo. I think I drove uh -huh. to the Amarillo uh, vicinity from here. What's that? Forty straight, straight right. uh, um, east, and uh, Amarillo got, by morning. Yeah, got there, and, and there were you know lines of people. That the the uh, the shipment didn't show up, so mm -hmm. I wasted a ten hour round trip drive in the in the falling snow to, to, to try unsuccessfully to get a. So I'm I'm all in on the on the vax is what right, I'm saying. Right. When I, where I grew up. <laughs> we cured polio with that shit. You know, I don't, I don't play around. I'm, I'm, uh, I know not everybody thinks that way. It's just, right. what are you going to say about a thing like that? So, um, yeah, I've had uh, five or six. I'd have to look at the card in my wallet mm. and, um, you know, just for what it's worth, I'm in my sixties and okay. Health. I work out and stuff and, and, uh, I do have diabetes and I, uh, uh, the first time I got COVID was two years into the, this new world we're living in. Right. And uh, I was flat on my back for two weeks. Mm. And that's with immediate Paxlovid. This time, this week, um, one week flat on my back mm. um, with Paxlovid. Now I'm uh, I'm up and around and I'm talking, but, I, you know, something funny's going on. It makes you feel funny, oh, even absolutely. when you get better. What did absolutely. you say? You suspect long COVID, bro. Talk to me about that. Yeah, you know, I've been, um, you know, looking up the symptoms of long COVID and talking to a new primary care doctor, which I've established recently, and fellows in, in recovery also, and um, we kind of seem to have the same common denominator symptoms of, like, not being able to taste for long periods right, of time. Right, right. Right, um, having heavy congested lungs for long periods oh, of time. okay. Um, the fatigue sets in yeah. and brain fog. Those are the common denominators that we're all having. And, you know, and when I speak to the primary care doctor, um, and I'm going to say her name because we're going to get her on here one of these days. Her name is Elizabeth Olis, and she's a great outreach for the recovery uh, community and people who are trying to get in the door in recovery. But uh, she uh, explained to me that there's no, um, no, no cure, no remedy. Um, there, there's nothing like that for what is coming up as long COVID. Is it and, detectable or is it just, well, just, thing, uh, it's not like, detectable. Other no. than the symptoms that are presented to the professional or to the fellows, you know, 
Um, yeah, there's, it's not detected. It's not. Um, I've had these symptoms and have tested negative three times in the past four months. Well, man, you you just mentioned the uh, <clears throat> tasting food thing. I, had, I I forgot for the moment. Brain fog. Mm-hmm. Um, that my first. Uh, uh, go around with COVID two years ago. I don't experience, I mean, except for just the general, when you got a flu or a cold or anything, your head's not right and you're stuffed up and schnotting and all that. But it was, it was like that. It wasn't, okay, this is weird. Because what I want to tell you is one week ago today, I bit into um, chili. I made some Texas chili. And this stuff will grow hair on your chest you could stab a rat with. (laughs) I make it for just me. Nobody else in my family will touch it with a and 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 and, uh, and I took a bite and it was nothing. Mm. It was styrofoam and and I went, oh, this is my son. Uh, my grown son had a had COVID a, uh, a while back and and Paxlovid and he described it as Paxlovid mouth hmm. and like dry mouth. No, it's it's uh, it just tastes weird. Like huh. like. <laughs> objectively weird. What's going on in my mouth? Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure I had that this time. By the way, I looked that up in Paxlovid mouth. They say the best uh, home treatments for that are Trident gum. Yeah, you were mentioning that. And yeah. uh, hot tamales, which I used to love. <laughs> Man, when I was a kid, I could eat boxes of those yeah. sandwiches. I, I don't really go I in would, for the I would my peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for your hot tamales. For, oh, 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 gotcha, gotcha. Anyway, um... Mm. Yeah, so so I bit into something super spicy and flavorful, powerful, and it was like air. It, and, uh, and that's when I got out the mm. test. We had a couple of old COVID tests knocking around in a medicine cabinet at home, and I tested positive. And by the way, when I say tested positive, like they said, don't look at this for 15 minutes while I glanced down at it, and it was like glowing yeah, red. I'm like, yeah. there, there's no maybe about it. That's how my last one was in July. It, was, it hit me pretty good. Yep. Yeah, and, and I still would say a week later that stuff tastes wrong. Mm. Like you, you you take a sip of milk and it tastes like lemonade or something. Like right. something's going, it's not exactly nasty, but it's also not, I, I'm nobody's idea of a sommelier anyway. Mm. I don't have the, the, I can't smell anything and, and I can't taste anything. That's, that's just me. Uh, but it's, it's you know, been made 10 times over. And, and I am embarrassed to admit brain fog. Mm-hmm. That's that's new. Yeah, and I, it, it's hard to if you're using your brain to determine how fogged your brain is. Right. That that probably calls accuracy into question. But it's the kind of thing where walk into the kitchen, go, I, I know there was some reason I came in here. Can't remember just at the oh knife. I came in here for a knife. And, that kind of and going back to again long COVID, right? Like I feel like when I first had COVID, the first two times within two weeks, those symptoms went away. And the last time I had COVID was in July of 2023. And again, here we are, February 24. Yeah. And I still have symptoms. You know, I still can't so taste. You, uh, we'll make sure I heard that right. Oh, yeah. you, you, your second round of COVID, COVID, tested mm-hmm. positive. After a couple of weeks, you start to feel like your good old self again. Yes. Yeah, okay. taste. You know, okay. I, the energy came back. I was clearly able to, you know, multitask. Yeah. You know, and that's one of the things where the brain fog will kick kick in for me is I'm unable to multitask and I got to, you know, take a step back and, and be patient with every task that I'm doing and go I, slow. I heard a, a, a thing about early onset dementia mm. that said, if you can't find your car keys, no big deal. Don't worry about it. If you're looking at your car keys and you don't know what they do. That's a problem. <laughs> get, get to the dock. That ain't that ain't good. Well, so damn it. Um, 
I'm I'm wearing a mask uh, because I don't want to give anybody mm. this stuff. And and the question came up. I always like to point out when I get into a conversation about areas of science uh, sure. that my degree is in fine arts. Sure, I can tell you a lot about proscenium theater and and uh, not a lot about right. yeah. <laughs> these other things. My, mine is in martial arts. Okay, thank you. <laughs> uh, the the uh, degreed. Yeah, man, I'm a, a, a first degree uh, professor in Gracie Baja Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Yeah, it took How 16 does, years to get that degree. Okay, congratulations. Yeah, thank you, thank you. And does is first degree the highest? No, man, you can get up to about seven degree until you so get it works your coral that, belt. It works that, I've heard the expression, a guy's yeah, a seventh degree black belt. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. But it takes, and, and I know you from... I've known you a long time. You, you're a professional, and you teach, and mm. you go to tournaments and stuff. So you're not a dabbler. No. no. And and uh, and it took 16 years at the level that you study and train and so on to to get your first degree black belt. Right. Right. In what's it called? Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Which I've heard called. I don't know anything about this stuff. I've heard it called grappling. Is it yeah, grappling? Yeah, it's also another form of grappling or, or submission wrestling. You can also oh, call my ears and head and neck hurt just <laughs> thinking about a guy your size getting your. Yeah. We're cool, right? Uh, <laughs> all right, because <laughs> we're locked in a little there, room. There, there is sustainability and longevity in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, believe it or not. Wait, what do you mean? I get that. <laughs> well, joke. Um, you know, uh, the thing is, and it's not a joke, right? It's one of the only martial arts where it really requires an individual um, to problem solve. While someone else is trying to problem solve around your neck, you know, so, um, you know, we got to really tap into the old primal instincts of fight or flight, breathe and relax and deal with the bad situation that's happening. Um, that is interesting. Yeah. So it's actually. So you have to keep your powder dry. Right. When, when you're in a lot of pain. The thing that a lot of us don't realize is we were doing um, jujitsu the first nine months of our lives in mom's belly. You know, we were having to maneuver our way as we were growing around a uterus and around, uh, you know, umbilical cords and stuff like that. And the space got closed in tight. And um, that was our first uh, assimilation, if you would, with any kind of primal movement. And the thing is, is we get uh, developed in our brain space and forget about these uh, functional patterns that are inherent in our uh, DNA fascia. And that's where, again, BJJ becomes intelligent to longevity and sustainability is even in just the practice of it, um, it, it rewilds the, the system, so to speak, for layman terms. Did you say rewilds? Re, re, rewires. Wires. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. And, and that's another great word to also um, talk about, too, that rewilding of. Because, again, like there is a primal experience, I feel, to be had in the human existence, in the human and experience. To, to, to segue, um, <laughs> my wife lost both of her long career jobs uh, when the pandemic hit mm. because they involved touch. Mm. And this is – we were not even going out in the world. Stores were closed. Restaurants were gone. Mm. I see old Facebook posts of me going, hey, you guys, I, I found a place with an open patio and I had a hot dog today. And it was like a, you know, little victories. Yeah, We forget yeah. – so so fast. Uh, I was um, I was supporting a nursing facility in our community. Santa Fe Care God Center. bless you. Okay. I was working. And well, that was tough because you couldn't let families come in to see their loved ones in their last day. Oh, God. It was tough. So you were the only connection these folks had on their way home, on their way out. You know, it was a, it was a really <sighs> big deal, a really oh big God. deal. And I was so grateful for every moment that I got to share with those residents around that time during COVID. Yeah, a, a lot of our, um, even our, our uh, longtime central office rep, I won't mention his name, I got to hold him during his last breath. 
And that was again in a time when families weren't allowed in with their with right. their people. I knew of it. I knew yeah. I knew in laws of friends and stuff. Mm. But no, 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 nothing like yeah. what you just described. Yeah. All, all, all so I was, there was a yeah. there was a handful of people in our community who were um, given that permission to put hands on others. You know, and and it was um, it's choking me up a little bit. Yes. It was a, a very great uh, honor and a gift to to have that opportunity. And and you and I. <clears throat> um, you and I talk from time to time about sometimes in recovery, the lack of a sense of proportion mm. that we can get so wrapped around the axle about a so-called broken shoelace. Mm. And we forget what, what some people are, are really, really dealing with. <laughs> yeah. You know, and yeah. I, that's all I'm going to say about yeah, that. But yeah. my wife did lose jobs that were just, they disappeared. <clears throat> yeah. there, there, there was no decision to be made. It was yeah. like, no, this place is closed and that place is closed. So, yeah. um, uh, life change that probably has been enormously positive, but but very you know, uh, it, was a, it was a real handful to yeah. to pull off what she did. And I'm very proud of her, and, and uh, but I know that I don't hug like I used to. I don't shake hands. I was really brought up. I was brought up in Texas, man. Mm. And when a man walks up and sticks out his hand, you look him right in the eye and you give him a you know a, a Rotarian Club knuckle crusher. That, right, that was right. and and uh, I. Dodge that as best I can. I, there, mm. There's a level of embarrassment beyond which I won't go. If mm. a if a 75 year old gentleman walks up and puts out his hand for me to shake it, he's getting a handshake. Mm. I, but but I would say the numbers. Uh, when I got sober, I probably hugged the first 5,000 people I met, right. and those days are gone. Yep. I just don't yep. do it. Yep. What what does that do to us? Not being touchy feely. If you grew up, not everybody does, and. and I know there's issues around all that, but but I grew up in a family where hugs and uh, squeezing you on the knee uh, and squeezing you on the shoulder was was the language of the of the home. How about how about going back to what we're talking about here? The the newcomer that's walking in the door and never experiencing the hug from the old timer, right? Uh, how, how, about, essential how about Zoom is that? babies? Yeah, about, yeah. I, I remember because time moves like a missile. <clears throat> the first time I heard of somebody taking a one year chip who'd never been to an in person meeting, yeah, my head spun, yeah. and I'm not. I'm not, I'm the old guy and I hate everything. I kind of like technology. Yeah. I kind of suck at it. But if it weren't for texts and emails and, and a thousand other details that make my life easier and more, mm. less driving around, less wasting gas and oil changes for the truck. And so I, I love the ease mm. and and uh, music. There's a lot mm. of things I do that involve technology that, are, that, that I love. Um, but But the idea of, Having a year, two years, three years sober and never having been to an in-person meeting. Now, there used to be legends of uh, people that lived in sort of, you know, Antarctica and that sort of thing that would that would find a way to stay sober and stay in touch, maybe through snail mail. I don't know what they did back in right. the 50s and 60s. But now it's uh, it's getting to where you'd have to say it's common for people to just live on Zoom meetings and nothing beyond. The coolest thing um, – I'm sorry, excuse me. The coolest thing around last year around this time was um, – you know, seeing some of these people, these Zoom babies with a year or so, walking through the doors and saying, I, I've gone as far as I could ah. on, on, on video audio, and, and I need help. And I, I'm thinking at least of three people off the top of my head that I know their first names to who walked in and, and got the help that they were looking for and they needed. You know, because I do, I, I believe there's, um, you know, it's a great, great support system, but I feel like it can only take us so far until, you know, maybe we have to make a little bit of connection. Um, and that was a really interesting thing to see, you know, these people, you know, you know, with a year, year and a half of, of sobriety, 
um, you know, just an arm's length away from another drink, you know. But the cool thing is, is they came and they found a fellowship. Well, you know my deal about zebras. I feel like recovering addicts are zebras. We kind of look like horses. Right. We can hang out with horses. We can kind of pass. <laughs> we ain't horses. And there is something about getting together with my tribe, Ooh. fellow zebras, that heals me. And it's yeah. good for me. Yeah. I, I don't yes. know exactly how to an- analyze it, but I know it's true. And you talked this morning. It was one of the things that made me want to grab you and talk about COVID and recovery, today's topic, which we're, we're winding down on. Um, we do 30-minute episodes and we're kind of getting there. But um, you talked about how unexpectedly to you, uh, middle-aged guys like you and me walking up to the counter and getting into an in-depth conversation about long COVID mm. in recovery and you didn't see that coming and it was super helpful to you. There's something, there's something about that in recovery that we get together and go, right. well... There, there's this topic that doesn't seem to have anything to do with drinking and drugging, but I got to get this off my chest. And every set of eyes in the room lights up, says me too. It was and amazing. Here's, yeah. It was amazing. It was a connection beyond beyond me, you know. And again, when I'm talking about it, with one individual, four more ears sparked up and, and came to the conversation and said, hey, I'm experiencing that same thing too. Fantastic. Fantastic. Listen, I want to thank you for letting me intrude on your time. We got to call it on this one. And I hope uh, I hope to hear from people. We're in 40 countries and 6,000 listeners. I'd, I'd like to hear how it's going for you out there. So um, if it's not too late, Happy New Year. And Happy thank New you, Year. brother. Awesome. Thank you. Love you, pal. See ya. Bye-bye.